Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Hey, everyone. This is Chris. Welcome back to Dads with Daughters. Love having you here every week. And this week, I'm, I am i always say this. I'm, I'm excited, but I am excited. I'm always, always excited to be able to talk to other fathers about the journey that they went on with their own daughters. And today, we've got John Finch. And John Finch is a huge advocate for fatherhood. He's been doing tons of things. And we're going to talk about all these things, about movies that he's made, books that he's written, a podcast that he does. I mean, it's all very similar mission to what we're doing here with Dads with Daughters is helping dads be better dads and really connecting dads to be able to be the best fathers that they can be. So I am super excited to be able to introduce you to John and to have him on to be able to learn more about him as a father, but also to have him talk about all the different things that he's doing to help you to be a better father as well, because it's all about the community that you and I can have together to be able to learn together, to grow together, to be able to be a better father for our daughters and to be able to do whatever we can to be able to be the best father that we can be for them in the future. So, John, thanks so much for being here. Hey, brother. Thanks for having me, man. I am so excited to have you here today. And what we always do is we start off by talking about your daughter because we are dads with daughters. So I want I want to turn back the clock a little bit and I want to have you think back because I know you have three daughters yourself and uh, I know you told me that they were 13, 18, 20. So, and so, I mean, you've been there, you've done that, you've gone through the experiences. I still have a few years to catch up to you. Mine are, mine are 12 and 15. So I'm kind of in that melu of teenage and preteen years, but I want to turn back the clock on you and have you think back to the first reaction. What was that first reaction that you had when you first found out that you were going to be a father to a daughter? You know what? I was blown away. Uh, first, because my family was full of boys. <laughs> so my brother had three boys. He was older. So, uh, you know, quite honestly, I just remember thinking, well, we're probably going to have a boy because out of 10 grandkids in my generation, uh, me being one of the grandsons, there was only one granddaughter. So literally, I just thought, you know, it's going to be all boys probably. So when we got the news it was going to be girls, I was super, super excited. I really was. I I think it was just one of these things where knowing other guys I, that had daughters and what the daughters had taught them just about women in general. <laughs> you know, I needed all the help I can get. I'm still learning after 25 years of being married. I'm still learning stuff and how to deal with my wife. So, so I was super excited for sure. Now, as I was saying, when I was introducing you, you've got a lot on your plate. You've done a lot of things over the years and, you know, raising your daughters into adulthood and teenage years and adulthood now. How did you balance all of that? How did you balance your work and raising your daughters to be that that better dad, that best dad that you wanted to be? You know, for me, I struggled. I did. And there's times I still struggle, even after, you know, having a 20-year-old, 18 and 13. And so just understanding and knowing that, you know, I think that my girls know that I love them more than anything. And that covers a multiple of, you know, excuses and errors and mistakes and everything else that I have. But for me, it was about letting my girls know that I have my own struggles, that I'm not perfect because they're going to find out eventually you're not perfect, right? And so 
I, from a very early age, would share with them things that I struggle with myself. And so I think that helped them understand a couple of different things. I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes as a father. But it also helped them understand and know they don't have to be perfect. There wasn't this incredible benchmark or standard that they had to live up to and that they could come to me when they had issues and struggles of their own. And and they could, you know, we could have that conversation. Now, I want to go a little deeper on that because I think that all of us struggle with different things. Can you give me a story or an example of a time where you said to yourself, I've got to share this? I mean, this is, I've totally screwed up here. And I need them to learn from this. And maybe it wasn't exactly those words in your head. But what what was one of those stories that could really help someone out there to be able to turn that around for themselves? You know, there's been many a times where I've lost my temper or said something I shouldn't have said. And, and what I've learned early on is that when I do that, I take that daughter And we go up to her room and we just have this honest conversation. And I say, you know what? Here's the deal. I totally screwed up. I messed up. I said something I shouldn't have said. I got angry. Here's why. And then I explained to him in real terms of I was having a bad day or whatever the reason was. I just am very open and honest with him. And then I say, hey, will you forgive me? And again, that helps them see that, okay, it's okay to admit that you've screwed up, you know, there, there's not this idea that we're trying to live up to some expectation of what dad even has from this, you know, unattainable standpoint. And so it's in those conversations where there's an intimacy that I get and, and build with my daughters for them to understand and know, man, I am not perfect, but I am doing the very, very best I can. And I've shared with them my own story of with my father. My dad committed suicide when I was 11 years old. And and there was a, a chaos that went on for about 30 years after that with me just jumping into alcohol and becoming an alcoholic. And so they know a lot of that background story. So I think they tend to give me a little bit of leeway and compassion <laughs> because they they know some of the things that I've had to deal with growing up. And I don't know if you're willing to share this with me or not, but what what was the ex- what was the what was the experience, not the experience, sorry. What was the reaction when you first started telling your story to your daughters? Because, it, I mean, your story is a compelling one and it's, a, and it's definitely not an easy one to share. I, I can only guess. But to share that honestly, openly, and laying yourself out there in front of your daughters, being completely vulnerable with them, is not always something that men have an easy time with doing. So what was some of the reaction that they had that allowed you to know, okay, I've got to go further? It was really a game changer for me when my girls, my oldest two had gotten to a certain age. They were around 13 or 14, and I really just started sharing bits and pieces of my life growing up. And I think there's an innate curiosity for every child to know what their dad was like. You know, what is it that he dealt with when he was young? What was his favorite ice cream? Who were his best friends? What did people think about him? All those things. It, to this day, I'll sit and listen to old men just tell stories. And, and there's an intrigue that I have that I can just do that for hours because I just love that that part of people. And so in sharing some of my stories of growing up, the tough times and 
sharing stuff with my about my mom and my dad and how everything came about it just you could see it in their eyes that there was a compassion there that i think in in a lot of cases even now as older girls they understand that i've got this stuff that i'm still dealing with to this day in some cases and they understand why so it gives them a, a bigger picture as to why I am who I am. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that. Now, as you think of the journey that you went on to raise your daughters, what would you say was the hardest part of being a father to a daughter? Wow. I have learned so many different lessons. (laughs) And so I think one that I've learned over and over and over again is, you know, as men, we like to be fixers. I remember when I was uh, married early on and my wife would come to me with a problem and I would just go, okay, do this, 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 and this. And I'd walk away like, boom, I, boom, I solved that problem next to the next issue, right? And I just thought I was this amazing guy who could fix situations. What I learned with my daughters is sometimes they'd come and just want to talk to me. They don't want me to say anything. They just want me to listen. Because daughters connect with us on an emotional level by talking. And sometimes, literally, they just want to talk. My oldest two now, they're out and about in college and doing all these things. So when I do catch them up late at night in the kitchen and all of a sudden they want to talk, dude, I drop everything. Because those times become few and far between as they get older and as they get busy and get on with their own lives. So when they want to talk, you know, a lot of times I just sit and listen. I don't give them advice unless they ask. I just sit and listen because that's so, so important for our daughters to know that we are very interested in what it is that they're interested in and the struggles and things that they're going through. So true. I, I've i said this to so many fathers that throughout the life that your daughters are going through, it is so important to be engaged When your daughters come to you, you could have 20 different things that are going through your head, but know that even if they're five years old, they're going to be 10 in a blink of an eye. If they're 10 years old, they're going to be 15 in a blink of an eye. And when they get into those teenage years, they start to drift away and go do other things and to have the time and to be able to set up a good relationship, a, a great relationship with your daughters from an early age is so important because you have to be able to be there, be present, be engaged, you know, not be on your phone, not be you know, so engrossed in your work that you can't connect with them in different ways. And if they say, hey, can we go do this? If you can do it, you should do it. Yeah, so I, I completely, completely agree with you there. Now, one of the things that I want to really talk about today is jump into talking about some of the ex- other things that you've been doing, because you have a very similar mindset to fatherhood and trying to help fathers to be better fathers like we're doing in Fathering Together and the nonprofit that we are part of for Dads with Daughters. But also what this podcast is all about is helping dads be better dads to connect with other dads and resources to be able to help each person to be able to find that journey and find that community for themselves. Now, I know you are a storyteller in so many ways. You've, sh- you've shared that even in just a few minutes that we've been talking already. Um, but you are a movie maker as well as an author. So why don't we start off? I want to I want to hear more about this movie that you just created and have other people know about it because I don't think that I don't know that everybody even knows about the Father Effect. So the Father Effect was something you said that you started back in 2010, 
Um, but then a, a movie came out of it as well. So why don't we tell me a little bit about where that came from and where it is today? Yeah, so we started the movie, and really it came out of just this transformation in my own life. You know, I because my dad's suicide, and, and there's a big backstory there. He was involved in the mafia, and there was all these things that went on. He ended up committing suicide when I was 11. And so for the next 30 years, I just kind of wandered around the world lost. I mean, I didn't have a clue what it meant to be a quote unquote real man. I just didn't have a clue what I was doing. And so I bought into everything that that society tells you, you need to be as a man. It's all about women, booze, success, money, you know, sex. It was all about how many women can I conquer because that's what makes me and measures me as a man. I mean, I how much beer could I drink? If I could out drink everybody else, that was the key, right? That made me a man. I was looking for affirmation from everyone else because I didn't get that from my father. And so I was an angry guy for many, many years. And I covered that anger with, with alcohol and medicated it with alcohol. And it was about 10 years ago that that I just got to a place of real brokenness and and finally was like, man, somebody had introduced me to this concept of a father wound a few years previous to that. And I finally was like, you know what? I've got this father wound and it's abandonment. I was so mad and angry at my dad choosing to take his own life and abandoning me. And because of that, I had all these issues. But ultimately, there was a time not long after that I found forgiveness for my dad and it radically changed my life as a man, husband, and father. And and as I began to share my own story with all these friends, everybody else had a story. So I was like, wow, you know what? We got to make a movie. <laughs> so not being a movie maker at the time, I just dove into it, looked and said, okay, lighting and sound is the main thing. Let's try this thing out. So I started putting the word out and we were very fortunate to get to interview just a lot of phenomenal people with very interesting backgrounds, very interesting stories. And so the movie is my story kind of weaves through several other people's stories and how their dads molded and made them into who they are. I love that. Now, tell me about, I know that it's out now, but where can people find this? I mean, is this readily available? Can you people find it out online? Has it been shown out in different markets? I mean, I know that when you and I first got connected, it was the first time I saw it, and and I hadn't heard of it before. So I know you're trying to get the word out about it. Where this is one way to do that. But where can people find out more about it if they want to see it for themselves? Sure. So it's available at our website at the Father Effect. Dot com and they can get the DVD or digital download from the website. Now, I know that this project also led you to really start having some other stories and be able to share some other stories that are out there. You've started a podcast. You said that you've also written some books. So tell me about some of these other things that you're doing to be able to help dads in different ways. Sure. So we got the a book deal as a result of the movie. And we're just very blessed with the opportunity of, of having any pr- traditional publisher want to, to tell my story. So we got a publisher and I put the book out and, and literally there's a lot more kind of detailed background. There's not a lot you can do. It, it doesn't sound like a lot, but a 60 minute movie or even a 90 minute movie, there's only so much of the story you can tell. In a book, you can go into much greater detail. So I share in the book a lot more information 
about, you know, my own struggle of growing up without a father. And then what I've learned along the way, the last 10 years, I've just been educated in a way I've never imagined by the number of people we've been able to interview, the experts, and what they've shown me and what I've been able to implement in my own home. So that is, we have the book out there. We just launched a podcast under the same name, The Father Effect, and and we're interviewing just some really, really interesting people as they share just their real struggles and how they've overcome those struggles as fathers and fathering their own kids. You know, I think that that's part of the the journey that we're all on is to be able to understand and hear the different journeys that fathers are on. Because you walking to your neighbor, talking to your neighbor, walking next door, around the corner, walking in your own community, a lot of times men are not always willing to tell their stories, not always willing to open up and be vulnerable. And I found that personally in my own life, that it's not always easy to build that community, build those friendships, maintain those friendships as a man in today's society. And are you finding that as well when you're talking to individuals? And if so, how are you helping fathers to be able to see beyond that? You know, one of the things I've learned in my journey is that I, for so many years, for 30 years, lived this poser mentality. I was a fraud. I was trying to pretend to be somebody I wasn't, and I was really good at it, right? And so since I found this forgiveness from my dad, that's all gone away. That mask has disappeared. And so for me, it's like, hey, what you see is what you get. I'm going to be honest and open and real about all my junk. And so when I'm able to share in a group of men my own stuff, man, my, my struggle with depression, my struggle with alcoholism, all the stuff that a lot of men struggle with, lust, whatever, right? Name your poison. When I start off and share that to be, from the get-go, it's amazing the number of walls that come down and guys turn and go, wow, you too? You know what? I struggle with that. And so it's this concept of, you know what, dude? We are not alone. I think the, the biggest myth out there that men believe is that they're all alone. They're the only one struggling with this issue. And that's what we're trying to break through in that you are not alone, brother. It doesn't matter what you're going through, what you're struggling with. There's guys out there that are struggling with the same stuff. So why don't we try to figure this thing out together? And ultimately, that's what it's all about. Just just be real, willing to be vulnerable and transparent. And because none of us have it figured out, right? We're all jacked up and you know just just trying to limp along in this thing we call life together. But why don't we do it together? I love that. I think that it's completely the case. I've found that more and more as I talk to more and more men that are in the dads with daughters and dads with sons groups that we have, because people are being vulnerable in those groups, which is great. But they're telling things that I know they're not going next door and tell, talking about. I, they're talking about issues with mental health. They're talking about issues with substance abuse. They're talking about issues with frustration and anger and, and how do they deal with that when they're trying to raise a daughter in today's society. And it's so important to be able to have someone that you can talk to, to be able to not bottle it up, to be able to be vulnerable and to talk to people, to talk to someone else, to have someone. And hopefully you have some people in person that you can go to and talk to. But if not, having a community of people around you virtually is still great too. You're not going to be an anonymous because you, it's not an anonymous community like we have, but at least you have someone you can say, hey, I need some help and ask for the help when you need it. 
So I really, yeah, I really appreciate you saying that because it's, it is so important. I know you said that you're bringing stories together. You're doing that. One thing that I I kind of have an interest, an interest in is that you're showing your daughters, your storytelling in different ways. You're showing them through the movie. You're showing them through the book that you've, that you have written, the podcast that you're doing. How are you encouraging them to capture and tell their own stories? You know, I think through my own example of the willingness to be vulnerable, I encourage them all the time. Look, there's a lot of hurting people out there, you know, especially in the age that we're in, the young girls that, you know, whether they're getting addicted to pornography or they're promiscuous because they didn't have that dad show them that positive fatherly love and they're going to look for it and they're going to find it somewhere, right? There's all the different things, cutting, teenage pregnancy, all of those different things. So I try to encourage them, and I think they've kind of seen through my own story that I have an incredible compassion for others. doesn't matter what you do for a living, where you are in life. I understand that there's always a story behind every person, and that fascinates me. And so for me to be able to walk through some of those scenarios you know, on an everyday basis with with people that that my girls see that are famous – we kind of walk through some of those scenarios, you know, the, the girls that are struggling with, with alcohol or whatever it might be. And so to say, you know what, you never know what's going on behind closed doors because people will go to incredible lengths to appear to be somebody that they're not. Again, I played that role. I know that because I was there. And so to get to the heart of people and build relationships, the quality of those relationships, and to be that young lady that girls can come to and know that they can be honest and open and real with and that you can just love and encourage and support them in whatever way you can. And there's there's not much that's greater than that. I'm finding myself nodding my head because I'm like, yes, 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 this is great. Um, I really appreciate you sharing all of this and, and sharing this journey with me today because I think that it's really important to be able to know that, again, like you said, everyone's on a journey and everyone's journey is just a little bit different. We may be very similar, but everybody's journey is different. We have to appreciate that. We always finish our interviews with what we like to call our fatherhood five, where we ask you five questions to delve deeper into you as a parent. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. In one word, what is fatherhood? Blessed. Now, when was a time that you felt that you finally succeeded as a father to a daughter? Wow. That is a good one. I think there's been a few, but I could tell you one. I, I am a man of faith, and not long ago, my youngest daughter was getting ready to try out for a drill team, and my middle daughter, there was a great picture of her kneeling beside her, praying for her before she went to try out. Now, how would your kids describe you as a father? I think they would say that I'm caring. Sometimes I'm a little over the top, <laughs> because I I worry about them and I am concerned. I think that's something all of us fathers kind of struggle with, but it's that balance of giving them their independence, letting them make mistakes and and just hoping that, uh, you know, they, they learn from them. But I think caring and compassionate would be probably the two. Now, you just talked about being fearful. And I think every father is fearful, whether you have a daughter or a son. And I know as a father to a daughter, I definitely have fears. What are some of your largest fears uh, for your daughters in the future? 
You know, I think the biggest one that's that's always the elephant in the room is the fear of your daughter getting pregnant, contracting a STD, of drinking and doing drugs. I mean, all the, the biggies, I think, that keep a lot of us dads up at night. And so having honest and open conversations about those things in the best way that I know how and have been able to, I think have helped that. And have helped kind of alleviate some of those fears. But I think that's just fears that, that all of us as fathers have. I definitely hear you on that. Now, who aspires you to be a better father? Wow. You know, as much as this may sound cliche, my daughters, the young ladies that they're becoming, mistakes and all, warts and all, uh, just they every day, the conversations I have with them aspire me and inspire me to really walk in a daily awareness of my impact and influence as a father. And what advice would you give other fathers today? You know, a couple of things. I would say, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, I think so many of us, we get caught up and and anxious and worry about all kinds of things and, and fighting our battles. We got to pick our battles and really enjoying the ride. I look back when I was a younger dad and I look back now and everything that I've been through and I wished I would have just soaked up the moments that I had with my girls. Many times just, just soaked up the moments, enjoyed, really thoroughly enjoyed without worrying about work or finances or any of the other stuff, just enjoyed my time with them, whether it was on a date night or just them climbing up in my lap. But just really being in that moment, being totally present, not being distracted with any of the other stuff. And, and you know, when my girls, oldest girls were young, we didn't have cell phones. So that wasn't as quite a temptation. <laughs> but nowadays it's, it's, you know, it's really taken over. So just don't sweat the small stuff pick your battles, and man, just soak up the time with your girls because they are going to be old and grown before you know it. They definitely are. You know, it, it seems like yesterday that I look back and my daughters were five or 10, you know, now they're teenagers. Um, and, you know, it's it's amazing to me how quickly that time flies by. And, you know, those early years, you definitely see as they grow, as they learn how much time is going by. And But then as they do get older and, the you know, it's just keeps going by faster and faster. So I definitely appreciate what you're saying in trying to capture and appreciate the moments that I have with them while they're still at home. And I think that that every person, every father has to appreciate. So I appreciate you saying that. Now, so what's next for for what you're doing with the father effect and and with you know all the things that you're talking about? What's the, what's next in the next year? You know, we're going to be starting on our next project. So we did the first movie called The Father Effect. And it's stories about the impact of fathers. And the second project is going to be the Father Effect 2. And it's going to be really focusing on the dad and daughter relationship. So we are a nonprofit 501c3. So we're starting to raise funds to get that project made and completed and and start really filming all of that. We've got kind of the outline of the movie together and a lot of topics. I think this could actually be more powerful than the first movie uh, that we were blessed to do. And so I, this one, because it's such a narrow focus on dads and daughters and, and me being a father of three girls, I understand the help that I need and all the guidance and direction. So yeah, that's the next big project. And, and uh, it's going to be fun and exciting. We've got a lot of various interesting people we're going to have the opportunity to interview. And where can people find you and what you're doing on a daily basis? 
So social media, we're at The Father Effect on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We'll put links in our notes today so all of you can find this, can find more about the the movie itself and, and learn more about John and what he's doing with The Father Effect. So John, thanks so much for being with us today. It's been great talking to you and I truly appreciate everything that you're doing to help fathers out there. Greatly appreciate you, brother. Look forward to talking with you more in the future. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals we buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best Dad, you can be. Be the best dad you can be.